Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Players NIL podcast. I'd like to welcome a special guest today from Syracuse University. He's an assistant teaching professor in sports management at the David B. Falk College of Sport and Human Development. And uh, I'd like to welcome Dave Maloney. Dave, how are you today? Good, good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure, Dave. I've been following you on uh, social media and LinkedIn, and you're actively involved in name, image, and likeness, which is what the Players NIL is all about. Specifically, you're involved in education. But before that, I'd like to get in, go back a little bit. I use two words, and they're not interchangeable. To me, they're different. And that's sports and athletics. And to me, sports is the fandom part of it. It's going to watch. It's paying attention to uh, your favorite team, watching on television, going with a family member. Athletics is when you compete. You know, it's preparing to compete as an athlete. Athletics involves preparation, practice, winning and losing, all those life lessons. But let's talk about sports first. So tell me some of your early memories of what you watched, who you were with, and some of the events that you attended. Yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up here in Syracuse, and I, I always kind of joke, um, 1987, you know, Syracuse basketball. I mean, I remember... Keith Smart like yesterday and and I cried like a you know cried like a little baby as a nine-year-old and but uh, I think that right there um, regardless win or loss um, you know I was just a fan for life you know I mean I just on every little instance of SU basketball I followed everything from you know Sherman Douglas was my favorite player but Ronnie Cycli, Derek Coleman, Billy Owens you know I can I remember all those guys and going out and you know, shoveling the driveway and, and trying to sort of uh, emulate Sherman and, and, you know, along those lines, that's probably my first, um, believe it or not, like those are the first recollections I had was Syracuse basketball. You know, we grew up in, you know, growing up in Syracuse, we had the Syracuse Chiefs, which were the Toronto Blue Jays affiliate and, um, you know, the Tony Fernandez's and, you know, I remember the Red Sox coming in with Mo Vaughn and hitting home runs and, so, I mean, I remember all of that, but those were probably my earliest recollections of, uh, of sport. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, having lived in Syracuse myself, I know all those names and watched most of those games. So I, I understand the importance, especially to a community like Syracuse. So then the other word that we used is athletics. So now you, you become a fan, you're shoveling the driveway, you're shooting hoops, you're throwing the baseball out in yeah. those wonderful spring days in April in central New York. So now you become an athlete. Let's talk about your athletic career and, and where that brought you. Yeah. I mean, I, I just simply as a kid, you know, my things have changed drastically and um, you know, we have two boys and 16 and 13, but you know, when I was growing up, it was, I loved basketball. I mean, that was, you know, I had, you know, every year I'd ask my dad to buy the NBA almanac and um, I followed everything basketball and, um, played baseball and played soccer. And, um, you know, it, it just became repetition. Like, you know, I, I wore out the side of my grandparents' chimney by throwing a racquetball and shooting hoops and tennis, baseball in the neighborhood. And, um, but that's really how it all started. It was just my parents uh, introduced me to sports. And, you know, I played you know, basketball, put the shoes away, played baseball, put the cleats away, played soccer, you know, put the cleats away. And it just went from season to season to season. And, um, you know, I always said it was pretty athletic, you know, pretty athletic. And 
Um, then had an opportunity. I played, you know, varsity lettered in three sports at West Genesee and um, ultimately ended up uh, really going down the path of baseball and had a great opportunity to get recruited and ended up going to Ithaca College was the best decision I ever made and played for a gentleman that's in the ABCA Hall of Fame, George Valiseni, and I wouldn't have traded that for, uh, for anything. So you're, you know, you're living the dream. You're, you're a sports fan. You become an athlete get the opportunity to use that to improve your life and go to college. Tell us about some of the lessons that your uh, manager in baseball and some of you, maybe some of your professors uh, imparted upon you at Ithaca College. Still there, Mark? Yeah, we'll, we'll edit oh, that right. out. Yeah, I lost the, lost the last part there about uh, college. So, yeah, so just just tell me about some of the lessons you learned at Ithaca College and, and how athletics helped prepare you for life during that period of your time. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I probably didn't understand it at the time. And like I said, you know, Coach Valicenti, besides my dad and grandfather, was like, you know, I would consider him my the, the next dad and um, a mentor. And, you know, some of the simple things is, you know, I'll tell you a really quick little story here. I was a senior. Um, and he may not remember this, but I remember it. Well, I was a senior and, and we were flying pretty high. We were ranked in the top 15th, I think as high as ninth um, at the time. And um, we had a practice and, and we were doing our circuits of running the bases. And um, one of the last sort of uh, circuits was you have to run a home run. So it's down to first, first to third, so on and so forth. So uh, one of the last ones is you run around the bases and uh, we got all done. Everybody was pretty hyped up. We had a good practice and, and coach just said, all right, let's go get back to home plate. So, you know, I'm a captain. And, and I said, you know, coach, what, what are we doing? And he said, well, you missed second base. So I, I won't share what I sort of said under my breath, but I wasn't very happy and um, ended up, you know, doing it again, going up to take a shower. And I wasn't very happy. And guys are looking at me like, hey, Here's our captain, didn't even do the drill right. And, you know, I had to walk by my coach's office and sort of go, hey, coach, have a good night. I probably said it sarcastically and said, Maloney, come back in here. So I came in, I go, what's up? He knew I was mad. And he goes, you didn't miss second base. I said, I know I didn't miss second base. He said, but I needed to use somebody as an example for us not to get complacent. We couldn't have done everything successful in the last two weeks. We haven't lost a game. We had a flawless practice and we needed something negative to end to keep people on their toes. Mark, I'll never forget that, right? Um, and, and is it fair? No. Is it teaching a lesson? Yes. Did he know that I could probably handle it? Yes. Could he have done it with some other guys? Probably not. Um, so again, those are the things that I, I always take. Like, Every time you're having a little bit of success, put it in perspective um, and understand that at any point you can get knocked down to here. It could be taking an exam and you getting a 95 and the next exam you get a 65. We talk about in my household, it's like compete. Everything you do, you compete. Because as soon as somebody sees that weakness, they're going to jump on it. Yeah, great lesson. And, you know, how thankful are you? And it's great, great story. And so you, you have this career at Ithaca College, you play on a great team, you know, probably friends for life and memories that you just shared. So now you start your career. And so you are now a retired athlete, at least 
from a competitive standpoint, even though in your mind, I'm sure you thought you could still play like all of us. Right. But uh, so now you start your career. Tell me how athletics played a part in how you competed in business and in their professional life. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was at Ithaca, you know, again, everybody might look at it and say division three athletics and um, but guys could play, you know, when I was there, uh, four guys ended up signing pro contracts. One made it the AAA. Um, so you always in the back of your mind thought, is there an opportunity? Um, and, but that's what it was. That's not what it was all about. When I was a junior at Ithaca, I was nominated by a professor to attend the NCA leadership conference. And there were 300 student athletes and I really wanted to do it. And I wrote an essay and the NCA selected me to do that. And I was part of the student athlete advisory council. And soon as I got back from that, my junior year going into my senior year, and I knew that I wanted to work in collegiate athletics just from that experience. Um, so I applied to five, six graduate programs at the major division one level, because I had had an opportunity to work in athletics at Ithaca. And then Cornell is on the other side of the hill and worked a little bit in hockey and basketball ticket sales in the office. So, you know, relationships, uh, everything's relationships. My coach at Ithaca had a great relationship with Mike Martin, um, who was a baseball coach, just retired from FSU at Florida State, uh, made a phone call and, uh, you know, send a fax. Nobody knows what faxes are anymore. Fax your resume down. I get a phone call on an answering machine. Nobody knows what that is anymore. And um, because of a relationship um, and a recommendation, um, I got a GA position in the athletic department at Florida State. Uh, when I graduated Ithaca, I was playing every summer, so I had to do a capstone. And by chance, I did the capstone at Syracuse University in athletics. Then I went down to Florida State, was down there for 18 months, got my graduate degree, um, got a full-time position as a marketing assistant, and then uh, got the phone call that uh, they were looking for an entry-level salesperson back at Syry Syracuse with ISP Sports. And uh, full circle, I came back, and I'm sure we'll talk about some of the other things I did, but uh, came back home, moved back in with my uh, my parents, which was awesome, and uh, survived that for maybe a year and then uh, got out of my own a little bit. So, Living the dream as a graduate assistant, probably right. eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches between innings. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's exactly what we were doing. Yeah, you know, it's part of paying the dues, right? So now you're in sports marketing, sponsorship. You're working in the world of athletics, your dream. Um, you're using your athletic background to compete and to advance. Let's fast forward now. You get this opportunity here at Syracuse University. Let's talk about name, image, and likeness. Not so much about what it means, but why it's important to you and how you think you can influence today's young athletes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go back all the way to Ithaca. So, you know, I'm I'm – Again, I've been teaching now going on my eighth year here with uh, three as an adjunct and will be coming up on my fifth year next year. And, you know, when I was at Ithaca, I explained that I was nominated by, you know, a professor on campus to go to the NCA Leadership Conference. And um, that changed everything. So not only did I have a chance to go to that, but I also... Um, had an opportunity to play in the New York Collegiate Baseball League, which is one of 12, 13 leagues that is funded in part by Major League Baseball. And it's really an opportunity to see if you can make it, right? If you can get drafted and, and so on and so forth. So I played in that league two years. The first year I, I played in the league, we had 28 guys on the roster, 13 got drafted, one made the major leagues. When I was around 
Indiana, Georgia, Old Miss, really sort of opened my eyes to number one, all the cool gear those guys got. We got a little bit of gear at Ithaca, but all these guys were getting Louisville batting gloves and cleats and all this stuff. Um, then, you know, when I got to Florida State and I saw that side of things, I said, and then when I got into sponsorship, I said, wow, I understand their scholarships, right? And I understand like men's and women's basketball, hockey to some extent, uh, really men's and women's basketball and football get full scholarships. But when I talked to these guys, especially one guy who made it to the majors at Indiana, and he said like, Dave, I don't have a full scholarship. It's 11.7 scholarships. It might've been a little bit more or a little bit less than, but it's 11.7 scholarships now in baseball. Only 25% um, is the minimum. And you know, from um, your background with lacrosse. And I sat there and I said, wow, these guys can't even go out and do a lesson, right? So the, the park school um, at, at Ithaca had students doing television and radio, but really it was the music school. So I had students or, or um, friends that were in the music school. I had one in particular, he was a roommate of mine and uh, he was in the music school at Ithaca College. And uh, he was doing lessons on the side and he was making money and he was getting some money there from academic and, and, and you know, he could get scholarship in that standpoint and in, uh, in, uh, in the music world, but we couldn't technically in athletics, right? So started to spear, you know, the, the hamster wheel in my head. And, and then I started to see in the sponsorship when I worked for ISP and IMG and uh, then I had an opportunity when I worked at Sidearm Sports to just see like the profiles that schools were building on athletes and video. And then when I got here and, and we're talking Instagram and branding, and I just said, wow, I said, something's going to shake. And then really last January, not this one, but the one before when the NCA didn't make a decision at the convention on what they were going to do, I was prepared this past summer um, to write a course. And I said, I'm going to write this course and um, we're going to talk about Instagram. We're going to talk about brands. We're going to work with a software called Sponsor United because students aren't going to know how to even look at the prospects. And, um, and then you throw in agents and all this other stuff. So my job is to educate the students on, you know, how do they build their brand? Um, what are the options for monetization? No, not everybody has time to do a YouTube channel, but not everybody has time to do camps either. So you have to find that happy medium. And guess what? And if you're an athlete um, that you're taking my course, that's one thing. But what about the other students in the class that actually could help represent athletes um, is where the thing is going uh, for the industry side. Fantastic. And, you know, part of our mission here at the Players NIL is to give back. And uh, congratulations on all that you've accomplished and the giving back. So we'll finish up with question number three. And it's, it's pretty straightforward. You know, not the mechanics, but... Go back to Dave Maloney, freshman at Ithaca College. NIL is available. What advice would you give him? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, I wouldn't have been going down to Rogan's Pizza and signing a deal. Um, but I think it was just from an NIL standpoint, everybody has some options, right? Everybody has things that they can do. So I don't care if you're the starting shortstop at Ithaca right now or you're the starting attack man or attack woman at Syracuse, right? So what do you want to get out of this? 
what I'm really excited for is the summer because the summer is going to present athletes an opportunity to go home and do a camp or do lessons. When I worked, or I'm sorry, when I was in high school, I'll never forget this. So I played three sports on Sundays. I literally stocked shelves. Um, and you remember phase, right. And Carl's drugstore, I worked at phase, right. And I stocked like beans on shelves for like seven hours, eight hours on a Sunday. I would have loved to be able to have gone done some lessons for even let's just say $40 an hour um, and did that for three or four hours and then got my hitting in and working with kids. And that's where the, the Dave Maloney of old would have said, here's how I can make a little bit of money or do camps or do some of that stuff. Um, and then Instagram and social media, I'm not sure, right? Um, it would have all depended on you know, if there's some local sporting goods store, or, or I don't think that would have come into play for me. But my suggestion is, one, what are you passionate about? There's a lot of student athletes that are passionate about food and cooking and hunting and fishing and art and music and sneakers. You can use that platform now in NIL to, to, to monetize a little bit, but I'm, I'm really curious on how it's going to be for camps and lessons and and, and it's not going to be a lot of money at a division three and division two school. And it could be some substantial money at division one, but it's, how are you going to position yourself? And if you are on social media, you got to be engaged, right? A 300,000 follower account is not going to warn as much as if that 300,000 follower account only has a 3% engagement rate compared to somebody that has the magic number I use is 10,000. If they have a 78% engagement rate, because that's what brands are looking for. Wow. Powerful, my friend. Uh, great stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, congratulations again and best of luck to you and your family and your boys, young athletes. So you're getting to live that part of this, this circle. And pretty soon you'll complete that circle when your kids use athletics to better their lives and you will have accomplished your goals. So thank you for joining the podcast here at the Players NIL and we wish you all the best. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it.